everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brennan McCullough. And it's December still. How are you doing, Bren? Uh Happiest time of the year. Oh, yeah. It's a joy. I fucking love it. It's right. It's so good right now. Fucking. <laughs> I was, I was going to not complain about the dogs and the construction of my building. And then you said happiest time of the year. And I just couldn't. I couldn't lie. I couldn't oh, lie but- enough. Are you listening to the Christmas music to cheer you up? Absolutely not. I am <laughs> I'm the Grinch that says, get that shit out of here. Not, yep. not before Thanksgiving, at least. Well, we're into December, so it's, it's totally fair, legal now. It's fair game now, but also when I go to Rite Aid to pick up, I don't know, fucking Danishes, because, God, I love me a Danish, uh, and they're bringing out Halloween decorations and Santa decorations. No, no, I don't, no. Put that away. You got two months. Easy. Put them away. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, that I'm I, I'm someone that's trying to give Christmas music a chance. I'm like, let's have this like affect my spirits. And then I'm hearing all this like new Christmas music that I hate, like pentatonics and all this weird shit. I'm like, oh man, oh, can't yeah. do it. So well, that's, that's the thing. I always I always make the argument of like, maybe if there's new Christmas music, maybe I'll enjoy it. And that's not just all the same five songs from the '50s like we always hear. And then I hear new Christmas music. I was like, no, I still hate it. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, because uh, it, it, it all has to be so similar to be so, like Christmas specific. They all got to have jingle bells in it. They all got to have a very like upbeat, dashing through the snow sort of melody to it. And it's just like, it all just sounds the same. Like there's nothing too new to it. And then even the stuff that is new where it's like, oh, this is black metal Christmas music. Like it's still, it's still got to hit some of those notes and it's still just annoying. Like, because <laughs> it's just so narrowed down on christmas and it's like we've there's a song about literally every element of christmas there's a song oh, about yeah. going to your grandmoms and seeing the weird uh porcelain village of figurines she has laid out for christmas like there's a song for that yeah what's there's that a, depressing old lang sign song that i heard on the radio where this guy's like uh ordering beers with like the person he like his high school lover but the, he's married or they're married to someone else and they're like they drink beers and then they cry together and then leave oh like, yeah what a yeah. depressing or, ass song was it christmas shoes i think it's supposed to be the most <laughs> oh, depressing song i always of all think time. i always uh, confuse those two songs specifically the way they sound or like it's just so depressing that every time i hear one or the other i'm like is it that song and it yeah it's because they all sound the same and they're all bad uh, yeah, yeah they are give me nightmare for christmas that's the most jolly christmas-esque i get that's the thing like 50 percent of christmas music is all about the christmas blues and i'm like wait aren't we supposed <laughs> to be happy Fuck. i mean it is the highest point of the year for suicides like oh jesus all the Brent. time <laughs> hey listen <laughs> if we want to talk about christmas we gotta talk about the nitty-gritty dark underbelly of christmas where people are just drinking alone in apartments Ringing in the new year, we're like, gun it now. God, Jesus. That's how this episode started. But this <laughs> hey, is a video hey, game podcast. You, you dragged me into this Christmas topic kicking and screaming. I, I didn't want to be it. here. No, that's absolutely true. Uh, <laughs> video games, that's what we talk about on this show, uh, besides all that crazy shit that we started with. Um, Bren, I, that's the thing. Have you been playing much since the last time we talked? It, it hasn't been that long. Honestly, no. And it's it's the stuff I have been playing. It has been pretty much the same stuff. Uh, you know, every now and then there's an Among Us update. I check to see if it's better. It's not. Um, and then pretty much just don't starve. I've been playing That's a lot fair. of that. And don't starve together with a friend here and there. Do you plan on getting Cyberpunk? That's coming out later this week. I know there's so much hype surrounding it. I'm just shocked that we're actually getting it. 
it's <laughs> I was talking to some coworkers this week, and there's like, ah, oh, you, you just see Cyberpunk, and someone immediately just went, is it delayed again? It's like, it, no, it's coming out next week. It's like <laughs> it can still be delayed. Like, don't next week means nothing <laughs> until it's already out. Yeah, I um, did see a meme going around where they tweeted like the big yellow image, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. what's all this text? And in the text, it was just the lyrics to uh, Rick the Astley. yes, exactly. And I was like, god damn it, Remember strangers too. Uh... Yeah. Um, am I excited for Cyberpunk? Not. Not really, but I think that's more of my personal taste of, like, I'm... I th- sci-fi stuff is a hard sell for me. I don't know particularly why. I think it's just harder because you can hand-wave away fantasy magic. Like, you can hand-wave, like, just bullshit plot holes with fantasy magic because it's magic. It doesn't yeah. make sense. But sci-fi is, like, you have to accord... You have to adhere to physics, and you have to tell me, like the detailed complicated stuff like mass effect always had the codex which had specific details of how the guns work they have a cube of metal in there and it shaves off shrapnel essentially it's not bullets you're shooting it's like essentially shrapnel in this little machine that's just whittling away little pieces and firing them at a high velocity and all this other shit well so that's like, what i love about star wars it blends both you have like the crystals and the lightsaber right, to right, try to make that right, and then you have the midi-chlorians all right, fuck, <laughs> all right. we won't get into star wars the older I get, the more I hate Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm oh, very Jesus. curmudgeonly Star Wars. Because it's just like, I've said it before, the movies are my least favorite part of it. Everything else about Star Wars is fun. The novels, the extent, expanded universe and stuff. Like, that shit's great. But then, like, the movies, it's just, that's all anyone focuses on. It's like, I fucking don't care about Skywalkers anymore. You, I, you can't pay me to give a shit about that lineage whatsoever. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, don't, I think that's more of just a personal thing for me. Like, I'm the same way with, like, Cowboys and Western stuff. Like, I just don't particularly care, and I don't really have a real valid reason why. It's just personal taste. So, like, already with the sci-fi futurist, like, I love uh, Blade Runner. So, like, I love some sci-fi stuff. I love Mass Effect. Hell yeah. Um, so, like, maybe, but what I've seen with Cyberpunk is just like, hey, dystopian future, everyone's sad and doing crimes now. It's like, all right, that's not, there's, <laughs> not, there's nothing really baiting me into this. Like, that's. That's 2020, yeah. baby. That's not new. Oh, so Lord. dystopian future is not a big sell for me right now, believe it or not, in quarantine for almost over a year. But um, Keanu Reeves. Ah, he's he's good at everything he does. It doesn't mean everything he's done he's done is good. So that's <laughs> fair. I, I just am um, excited for this game for I don't even know why. I I like the setting. But I, I think I'm hoping it's thing. gonna be like you don't know why. It's all the marketing and the hype. It's because You're right. it's been delayed so much and the hype is built to an impossible level to achieve. So when it comes out, all the fanboys, like I, I'm a big fanboy of CD Projekt Red. I love fucking Winters. I've gotten on praise about them enough. Um, but when it comes out, everyone's either going to be, this is the greatest game of all time. Or everyone's going to be like, this is shit. And they didn't need to delay because it, it wouldn't have been better. And they're right. just going to be against it just because of the sheer hype. And that's, so. you're totally right about the hype. One of the things I heard among the hype is uh, one of the developers was trying to complete the game and it took him like an absorbent amount of time. Like, I can't even, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I feel like they were 70 hours in it, into it and like didn't even like scratch the surface. I'm like, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So it's supposed to be like a very in-depth experience with all sorts of avenues and going to take a very long time possibly i think what if i recall correctly it was something like 300 hours and they were like were like i'm not done yet <laughs> i'm like it, wait what <laughs> well that depends because we've talked about um plenty of games where it has the completionist mode like breath of the wild if you want to beat breath of the wild if you just want to power through the story as fast as possible it's like six hours or something yeah like you can do it 
real fast. Granted, That's speed runnable. Granted, you have to be very good and like be able to kill Ganon with a stick. Like you have to be very good at the mechanics of it and the uh, skills of it. Uh, but it is possible. But then, if you want to hundred percent complete Breath of the Wild, that'll be like five hundred hours. Yeah. So, like, of course, when people, I think that's also part of the hype of like this game took me a long time to beat. It's like, well, what are you doing? Are you doing the story campaign mode? That that shouldn't be like more than seventy hours because that's what Witcher Three is. And even that, I was exploring a lot. I think Mark beat Witcher Three in like fifty hours. So, like, there's twenty yeah. hours of me fucking around between his game yeah. playthrough. Uh, but yeah, if the guy's trying to do a hundred percent completion, do every single quest to like bug test it to make sure you know they're all completable then yeah i wouldn't doubt it being 500 hours or whatever like sure it's a huge world yeah absolutely so uh, i am i'm not gonna be buying this game i'm gonna wait to see what the initial reaction is but uh in theory i'm thinking it'll be a game on my radar for this year and it's got to be in the discussion of game of the uh game of the year so i'm curious to see how that holds up because so many people are giving it to the last of us uh ghost of tsushima we had Fall Guys, uh, not that that really is Game of the Year, oh, yeah, but it was, very, the the it was viral, uh, but uh, in Animal Crossing, I think Animal Crossing deserves to be in that <laughs> discussion. Even Among Us, it got so popular this year, but the game came out yeah. two years ago, so it's like, that's not Game of the Year, that came out two years ago. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually had a buddy laying into Ghost of Tsushima recently saying it's like a very good late stage PS3 game, and I was like, I can't, Ooh. I can't argue with it because I haven't played that. But also, I haven't heard anyone talk about it since it came out, so I don't. He might oh, I've have heard a point. Nothing but high praise. So I'd be curious if, like, maybe it was just like he wasn't vibing with the style and thought it, the graphics could be better. It's also possible, but he was also complaining about the combat system being very Batman Arkham, you know, asylum base, which is a big problem I have with a lot of stuff because we're like, hey, this combat system works. Every game copied it for the next four years, and the combat system gets very stale once you realize it's just baiting enemies into attacking you and then countering them all the time. Like, that's all Arkham games are. Yeah. So it gets very exhausting, especially by, like, the third Arkham game. I was like, I'm sick of this combat. Like, I'm disgusted with it. It's so annoying to play so much of this. Like, Rinse, re- repeat. Repeatedly. Yeah, repeatedly. Um, so the fact that so many other games did it, too, I can see that being as a big uh, complaint. But, like, I haven't seen... I remember when it came out, I remember people hyping it up and talking about it the week it came out and streaming it and all this other stuff, and then nothing. Like, even Sekiro, yeah, the From Software guys, I heard people playing that and talking about that for a good long while, and I think it's because Sekiro came out around the same time, if you know, the same year at least, Yeah, and it's very similar games in a similar setting, and I don't know about the combat, but I'm sure the combat's probably close, but, you know. Uh, if Sekiro is anything like Dark Souls and Ghost of Tsushima's f- more Arkham-based combat, it's probably different a lot there. Yeah, um, good point. But it's the same we've talked about with other games before, where it's very similar in a lot of ways, and then they come out around the same time, and one of them is just going to dominate the other. Yeah, so, the other will be forgotten. <laughs> exactly, so Battleborn and Overwatch, we talked yep. about that before and stuff. So it's stuff like that where I'm like, I don't know if Ghost of Tsushima will be up. I'm sure people will mention it, but then that's going to be the game everyone talks about and brings up for game of the year contender and go, Oh yeah, that did come out this year. And like completely forgot about versus some of these other games where people are still playing them like months after. So I'd be surprised. Um, and I also didn't have nearly as much controversy as last of us Two. Uh, if I ever want to get into that, which I yeah, don't. No, we don't we can to... avoid that one. That's uh, what I mean. Everyone knows I'm so much of a fanboy of The Last of Us. No, I'm kidding. That's total <laughs> sarcasm. That uh, we, I, we're we probably never going to go there. Probably not. I also don't have a PS... Was it 4 it came out on? 
Yeah. Uh, so I don't have that, so I can't play it anyway. I was a fanboy of the first Last of Us. I very much enjoyed it. You hated it. And then we talked bo- about bo- that one, yeah. Both of us were just like, we don't want a second one. <laughs> so it's just like, well, who does that? And who's this for? And now they're yeah. making a fucking HBO show for it. It's like, I don't it's I don't too care. <laughs> yeah, no. Give me a break, guys. We did you see what happened with the Walking Dead show? Like you can right. only go so far with the zombie story without ever intending to cure it or creating new challenges for the characters. So it's just like, I don't know what they're doing with that shit. I don't know what they're doing with that story at all, regardless of the medium it's in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, am I interested? Sure. I'll watch some Let's Play of it. I'll watch some streams of it. Am I going to play it? Or at least not anytime soon. I got, I fucking got Devil, Devil May Cry 5. That's still on my list of, you know, I'll play eventually. God knows when. Um, I got a bunch of games I still plan on playing and would like to beat some before I actually buy new games, especially new games that can last for 300 hours. Like, I got, but like, Don't Starve, I'll never finish. There's always going to be more for Don't Starve. There's never 100% Don't Starve or like Among Us and those games like that. Uh, Rogue Legacy, until that's out of early access, or Rogue Legacy 2, uh, until that's out of early access, I can't beat it. Um, yeah. But for like big RPG or just big action adventure games like Devil May Cry, it's less RPG based but more just combat based. Um, I kind of only like having one of those because if I start spreading myself too thin across a bunch of them, you forget the story. You come back and be like, where am I? Oh, might as well start over and erase those last 30 hours of gameplay because I don't remember what I was doing. Um, that's kind of what I, the problem I had with Divinity 2 when I was playing yeah. that. Where like I got so far because I just dug in deep and got real far into the main story, and then I walked away for a bit, and then when I came back, I was so lost. I'm like, I can never come back to this game, but I'm so far into it, I don't want to restart it. So, oh well. Um, that's kind of right. why I'm that's kind of why I'm scared to get Baldur's Gate right now or Baldur's Gate three. Uh, also because it's buggy and uh, early access and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see Cyberpunk finally come out. I'm excited to see what it's about. Same. Um, I think my computer can handle it. My computer's pretty decent. Um, and oh, I can't I, agree there, but I have the PS5. And that's the, you have thing. the PS5. I hear, I'll probably have to buy it for PS4, and then they intend on giving us an update for free that'll turn into like the PS5 version. I don't know. I, it's, I, there's certainly going to be like day one or week one patches for it, without a doubt, um, on every, I would say every platform, PC or console. Yeah. Um, I think with the PS5, though, because that's a brand new console as well, that's going to be a little rougher. Yeah, I think they even said that update won't be available till sometime early 2021. So I'll be playing like the PS4 version of it on my PS5 for about a month, if I even get it. (laughs) Yeah, so just because of that new console, they're freaking out new shit. And now that's launching, it's like, oh, uh, we didn't plan, you know, no one planned on this bug happening on the PS5. But now it is since people are playing it. Now we got to work with this. Uh, versus the ps4 they've had that's what it was built for so they right. know like we've tested this enough on this console ps4 ps4 is probably the safer bet to play it on technically this game should have been out before the ps5 was out so also true also goes. true <laughs> so yeah it's probably just they've just i don't know i'm not going to pretend like i understand anything about coding or game design but they probably just took <laughs> all the stuff for ps4 and we're just like what if we just up it to 4k now for the ps5 and like right it's, it's that easy. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't build it with the PS5 in mind. But yeah, like you said, they built it for the PS4 generation. For so, sure. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it and seeing what the hype is about. I'm sure it's good. I'm sure I would enjoy it. I just don't know if I want to get into another 300 hour RPG. I'm no longer unemployed playing Witcher three for weeks on end, trying to fill the void in my life. So right. <laughs> I don't know if I have the time to just 
lose myself. But this is a good, this is the perfect type of game where it's like, hey, if you don't have a lot of money, buy this one game. It'll occupy you for the whole year easily, if not more. So like, this is definitely one game to just get lost into entirely if you do want to just focus on one game. Definitely. Yeah, that that's enticing, and I'm curious to see the initial feedback. That'll be what uh, pushes me over the edge or makes me uh, not buy the game at all. Yeah, um, we'll but see. as far as what I've been playing, I'm still going strong with PS5 Demon Souls. Uh, beat the Flame Lurker. I am stuck on the Demon God, and I swear to God that when I remember playing it back on the PS3 days, this isn't even the a boss Dragon you're God? supposed to. Or Dragon God, thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's like a boss you're not even supposed to get stuck on. I feel like it's just like <laughs> it's, you go through the things and uh, go like shoot these big arrows at him or yeah, whatever. The, but the ballistas. He's so strong and my mm-hmm. health isn't enough. And if he mm-hmm. hits you once, it's an insta kill. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, let me see on YouTube how <laughs> other like people are doing this. Right? All these people are using the spell of warding, which like reduces like damage to you yeah. by like 70% or something crazy. And they're using that spell. And I'm like, okay, let me figure out how do I get the warding spell? And it's like, use the Tower Knight's soul to <laughs> give to this guy. And I'm like, I ate that motherfucking Uh-oh. thing. And I was like, oh no. So there's up. no way on this playthrough for me to have the spell of warding. So I am struggling to figure out how I'm going to kill. It's not like you need warding to get past the. Uh, really helps dragon god but oh my god it helps dramatically so i've made it maybe 70 percent through that fight and then keep dying and it's so it's so infuriating because like yeah yeah, i'm like in order to get past these things you have to like break down these like busted pillars and i'm like breaking down the pillars and then it's like too late because they'll just like light the whole ground on fire and you're just consumed in fire and it's just unbelievably challenging i i'm just throwing my controller across the room (laughs) not really it's 70 dollars. it's too expensive we're not doing that we're not rage quitting anymore it's expensive generation it is uh very tough and i am looking forward to getting past that yeah from what i remember with the drag god fight it was very gimmicky of like you're on a cliff side and yeah you're the only way you can damage them is shooting bullets you're not like dodge rolling under them and stabbing them it's like here are the only mechanics in this fight and you just have to make them work and yeah he'll try and stop you and breathe fire you have to dodge those um but it's just it's a very gimmicky fight compared to all the other fights exactly and that's why they don't even give you the opportunity to have other people help you in this yeah it's it's a 1v1 because you just are going to like get to this area hit this button get to this area hit this button and then get to this area and finish them off (laughs) it's it's more of like an extended quick time event than like an actual fight and yeah, but that's there's kind of so many opportunities to die in between. Oh, and yeah. It sucks. Constantly. Ah. That's where the frustration comes because, yeah, like you said, I don't I don't think you can really scale up to take a hit from him. I think it's kind of one hit kill all the time. Unless For you, sure. Unless you kind of bug it out and glitch because there are ways to, you know, like Demon Souls, or, you know, like the original Demon Souls, it's just prettier. They, they did, well, they did change some stuff in the games. Uh, but they say, like, all the bugs and glitches that people abused in the first Demon Souls are still there. So yeah. there are ways people are getting, like, super high max like end game health bars at level two or something (laughs) so like there are still cheese like ways to cheese the game and like maybe with that but i think the dragon god is supposed to be one hit kill for pretty much everybody so yeah i think so too because he's just like so enormous and insane it's a dragon god it's it's the name it's right there exactly i gotta figure out how to cheese it like these other people but no (laughs) I'm, i'm definitely having fun with the game i mean like in any of the souls games the trick is 
never spend the boss souls. Always turn those into spells or weapons and do a ton of research before you actually commit to them because they're so rare and you only get them once. Yeah, there's this guy in the Nexus stockpile somebody. I he Thomas. holds on to your Yeah, stockpile Thomas. He holds on to all your items and yeah, ever since I've learned this, I've been giving him all the souls I collect. I'm like, just in the event I need to make a weapon or a spell. What uh what's that? The Falling Salt gives me a level 1 fireball that does 5 damage to everyone and it's super fucking weak and that's the only thing it's good to converting it to. I'm going to keep it. I'm I'm not going to consume it cuz you never know. You yeah. never know with the Souls games. Exactly. So. That's when you really have to hoard all of the rewards for just in case, like where you're using the rusty dagger on the end boss because you don't want to use the good sword because, you know, maybe there's a bigger boss behind it. You don't want to use the good weapons just in case. Oh, man. So, yeah, uh, hopefully going to have another update with that game soon. Uh, I did want to say I kind of put the PS5 to the test because one of the things I remember complaining about during the month of October was I was playing the game Prey and the load times were killing me and I was trying to stream it and I'm like, okay, now I have this PS5. Let's load up Prey and see if the load times are any better. And it was. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I didn't I I was thinking to myself, this should be better, but I, I'm not optimistic because what if it's just like contingent on how the game works? Yeah. And no, lo and behold, I wanna say like there's like at least a fifty percent improvement, if not more. And I was like I was impressed. So that's pretty cool. So maybe I'll wow. actually get to finishing that game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's more stable and like all the glitches are more tolerable because the load times aren't so long. Yeah, I guess that's the teraflop technology I don't understand <laughs> at work. Uh, speaking of the load times, yeah, I, I was, I've been watching uh, two streamers kind of do a co-op Demon Souls run where they you know specifically summon each other and help each other out in their worlds. Oh, hell yeah. They were actually complaining that the load times were so fast they could never re-chat on their Twitch channels because they're like, oh, that the load time is when you kind of stop and you look at chat to see what's going on and talk to your audience. Oh, and, right. stuff. and they're like, it's so you load it so instantaneous now into Demon Souls and PS5. It's like you you just click the button and go. Like you're just already in that world. It's just like, oh shit, okay. And you know, Demon Souls, you can't pause. The enemies are still coming after you. So it's just like Yep. They can't they can't read chat. And there's like it's a weird complaint to have, but it's like too fast. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a good problem to have. The, ne- the next generation is pretty impressive. So I know a lot of people are still out there trying to get your hands on them. Once you do, you'll be very happy. You'll um, appreciate it in 2025 when you can finally buy one. And that's what I'm hearing all these people saying all this stuff about like issues with the PS5 and the Xbox. And like I was reading articles and particularly people were saying when they were trying to transfer their transfer their PS4 data to the PS5 like they're getting all sorts of errors and I'm like man yeah. I must be very lucky that I just left them on both overnight via uh our Wi-Fi and it just uh, by the time I woke up the next morning everything went smoothly so I guess oh, nice. I, I, if you have a good internet connection hopefully you don't have that problem but uh there's other people reporting some serious issues Yeah that's interesting I'm curious if it's Maybe it's other people because I know it's just you and your wife in your house, but like maybe you've got like six other people in your house all using the Wi-Fi. Exactly. Slow it down and other shit. Maybe like cause that. it to like uh, get interrupted or something. Yeah. Something or yeah, there's an update and or maybe if you're just in an area where your internet shit and your internet cuts out. Like I know I've been up at like three a.m. one time and it's just like, hey, my internet just cut out for you know ten minutes. It's like, oh yeah, right. it always does that. It's like, what do you mean it always does that? I'm paying well, for it to not. That's what it says on both screens for the PS4 and PS5. It's like, leave these plugged in and on and don't disconnect from the internet. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Of course, sense. but that's not up to me. That's up to the ISPs, our corporate overlords. Anyway. Exactly. Um, 
I did also like seeing a tweet from Microsoft. They had to like go on Twitter and say, I I think the tweet said like I can't believe I have to say this, but don't blow vape smoke into yes. that Xbox. And it's just like why? Because <laughs> that's people, the world we live in. Because <laughs> people were uh, trying to get to like the Xbox Series X to like smoke, and they're like, oh look, my Xbox broke. This console's shit. But what they were doing is just like hi- like uh, rigging up their vape rig to be blowing smoke at like yep. inside their console, and blowing it up. And they're like, hey, don't do that. That will actually break your console. Yeah. Despite you trying to make it look like it's broken, that will break it. Super idiotic. And a lot of people were doing it. It was getting a a bit viral there. I remember telling the One Track gamers about this on the previous bonus episode, and they they hadn't seen it at that point. I'm like, oh, yeah, don't believe it. It's like licking the Switch cartridge, where it's like, hey, check out this cool thing you can do with your console. And Nintendo's like, hey, 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 stop it. Don't do that. Tide pods. Fucking don't do that. (laughs) We made it taste bitter for a reason. Stop doing the thing we're trying to stop you from doing. Jesus. Oh, what a world. Um, One thing I want to also shout out is a previous guest of our show, Sean from Horribly Awkward. I saw on his social media somewhere that he painted his PS5 black, and it looks pretty damn good. I feel like I'm kind of surprised they didn't really give you options there, but uh, maybe in the future they will. That's because they're going to sell it. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Sean Um, saved himself another $500 right there by just painting it, because I guarantee they're going to release a black version of the PS5. Yeah, no, they have to. I, I yeah, but that's the thing uh, for people that can't wait. I, the, the way he went about it, it looked pretty legitimate. It there are cool ways to mod systems, and we've seen plenty of uh, consoles that have different like decals or skins. Yeah, uh, but we saw a lot of it when the Switch first came out of like skins that overheat or melt or will bubble up because they don't realize like this one slot is actually a fan port, and like when you put the decal oh, sure. over it, the console will overheat and like burn out and stuff. So with some of the third party decals or skins or wraps people are getting for consoles, like just be careful and like make sure like, hey, this is legit and it won't fuck up your system or you know, even if it's just like, oh, here's a smooth area of the console, there's nothing here, there's no port or anything, like this is fine to cover up and you might not realize like, oh, that's that's where the Wi Fi is, that's where you know, putting an extra layer of plastic on there will actually make it harder to connect to the internet or something. Right. Like we don't yeah. fully know a function the console. you're unaware of. Yeah. Yeah. So just be careful when you're getting those like actual wraps or if you're just disassembling and painting a controller or something. Especially with all the touch pads now. You don't want to oh, watch for sure. something covered up. Oh, man, Brent, I have, like, big news. In fact, I huh? didn't talk about this recently. Well, it's big news for me. On my oh. birthday, I streamed on Twitch, and I was playing Fall Guys, and I got my second crown. It was so good. Oh, I was so happy about it. It was, and even on stream, I was saying to myself, like, please, for the love of God, don't let this be the, the jump showdown one, where it's, like, the last people stand, that you have to be the last bean standing as you have to, like, jump over this oh. obstacle as it's spinning. Oh, and yeah, spinning one. the one where people can grief you and just come grab you, and it's too late. <laughs> That's basically what happened. There was like nine of us or something. Before I know it, it was like re- really early on in that match. There's just me and one other person left. I'm like, what is happening? How how did that happen? And that person came to grief me and I'm like, oh no, but it backfired on them and I won and I was so happy. I was like, I got that birthday crown. So that was really cool. Uh, hopefully I can get more crowns. In fact, I played earlier today off stream and three games in a row, I made it to the final match, two hexagons and a jump showdown, and I lost them all, but I got very <laughs> close, but I'm like, oh Consistent. man, it's so frustrating. Yeah, I'm I'm getting better, I think. Griefing is such like a crap, uh, crap shoot, because it's like, 
I feel like 60% of the time you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. 30% of the time you're not going to kill yourself, but you're also not going to touch the other person. So it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and then maybe 10% of the time it works. it'll work. But then like 5% of that 10%, you'll also die with the person. Oh, yeah. you're, so it's like maybe 5% of the time it actually works where you don't die. So it's like, it's not worth it. <laughs> like oh, it's never worth it. Tricky craft. <laughs> it's a valid strategy. Like I won't argue that, but like, oh, it's yeah. also just, such a gamble every time yep and that's why like i said it definitely backfired for them because i was thinking to myself i'm gonna do it to them next chance i get and then they were already on to me and i'm like oh no yeah oh man so that was exciting and then the only other games i've been playing as far as ps5 is concerned i'm playing that poker club game a lot i did get like a straight (laughs) and won some big hands it's like really like an addicting game and it's like oh i understand gambling now but luckily (laughs) it's not for real money or else i would have lost quite a bit Um, (laughs) it's it's weird that we're in a time where because poker would always be like kind of shit on it because it's like you just fucking play poker with friends like you don't need it you don't need a video game to do that like it's super easy just deck of cards but in 2020 you need a video game just to play a card game because you can't be close to anyone oh for sure it's weird how it's like yeah this is the only way to play poker now is virtually and it's a pretty good virtual simulation this poker club the only thing i want to say is they really should have done a better job with like the character customizer i feel like you have like five people to choose from and it's just all these people wearing different glasses and shit it's uh they hopefully there's gonna be updates like that but i'm sure that's like the least of their concerns uh as of right now the game i'm playing it's just texas hold'em and i was thinking like is there other games of poker that they could incorporate obviously like blackjack's an entirely different gambling game entirely so I, I love me some cards, blackjack though, though. i yeah. know right it's like why not just throw that in there as like a side thing but um but that's the thing with poker on twitch like just poker as a category there's currently like ten thousand people viewing it and 1.8 million followers of poker Ooh. so i'm like it's it's extremely popular i mean it's on fucking espn because that's a sport. exactly that's what got me into it i suppose is seeing someone like the high stakes game on tv and being like oh damn it's not that hard to follow <laughs> when you pass out watching tv and wake up at 2 a.m and just see uh poker on espn exactly like, i guess i'm watching this now yep it's like uh i'll eat some munchies <laughs> yeah <laughs> just roll back to sleep um but then the only other game i've been playing and honestly i only booted it up for the first time today so i don't have too much to report maybe more in the future but it's a phone game actually called dear my cat and i'm pretty sure what? the reason i downloaded it is because it was advertised to me and i'm like oh <laughs> That usually never works, but this game actually (laughs) looks cute. First of all, the name, Dear My Cat. I'm like, I love cats. I'm a cat person. My wife and I are considering adopting a third cat. We'll see if that ever happens. Uh, But this this cat game looks so goddamn cute, Brent. It looks like like a cell-shaded cat like pet simulator and in fact let me read what uh the game description is it's It's a happy memories always live on shining let's go to meet your cat by the train brings back a lot of memories of longing and warmth memories wait this must (laughs) be badly translated (laughs) and then it says observing cats peaceful daily life will help you chill out cats have their own story and take a very special trip hear their stories build various facilities and landmarks for cats and make accessories for and give cats gifts. What, dude? That's not what this said. It's so badly <laughs> translated, I can't even read it. So I was trying my best there, listener. Forgive me. But uh, they're the anthropomorphic cats. They walk on their hind feet, and they are adorable, and they look customizable. And I think you just have like a little floating island of them, and you just uh, they you know collect things for you. You know, what this is reminding me of 
uh, the fish game. Well, the aquarium game. What was that, that called? I don't, I don't know. It was an aquarium. Uh, yeah, you played. Like, yeah, they they renamed it to Tap Tap Fish, which I hated, but it was like <laughs> something like Aquarium or something. Yeah. Uh, no, the with the cell shading and like the art style, and it's not. It's not voxel, but it's like blocky. It's like very like solid shapes. Like you see the rocks and stuff are just uh, very sharp edges and stuff with the trees and stuff. Uh, yeah, goddess though. Yo, okay, I definitely get goddess vibes from the landscape. You're totally right. But also because uh, you're just like you're kind of just this god being taking care of this little village of cats. But it's like. It's like God is plus Animal Crossing, but all the animals are cats. Yes, it's so cute. If you're a cat person, get Dear My Cat. It's free, and it it does look awesome. Uh, It does obviously have in-app purchases, which I haven't encountered quite yet, which I won't be spending money on this game. But uh, (laughs) I do like it. Yeah. There is, uh, let me see if I can get the case, case, the name. Uh, Nico Atsume? I think it's the other game. Yeah, Nico Atsume. Um, That's also a popular phone game uh, about cats. And that's literally just hoarding cats. Like, you just, you have, like, a little Japanese apartment, and you just clean it up and put out treats and just try and get as many cats as you can to just wander by your apartment. And that's apparently wildly popular. Oh, damn. this one actually seems like is a game, and, like, you can do stuff and have little activity stuff. Whereas Niko Atsumi, which is wildly popular, just seems like... I don't know. This could just be still images, and just every time right. you check your phone, there's a one more cat in there you didn't notice. And like, yeah, that that seems like that's what this is what it would be. But yeah, I mean, cat games are easy audience because yeah, fuck. That reminds me, there's a game coming out for PS5 when I look in the store that's oh. just like the 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 cat in a cyberpunk world, Fucking, or like I yeah. forget what that is. God damn it! I think it's literally <laughs> just called Stray. I mean, I I mean, I just googled cat game phone, uh, cat phone game. It's called Stray. Yeah, it's called Stray. I typed in PS5 and Stray immediately popped up, so it it knew what I wanted. Um, yeah. See, there's a sci-fi game i'm interested in because it's like it's a sci-fi future with robots walking around it's like all right cool it's like you're also a cat it's like hey now what you know yeah. what like that's that's different that's neat i'm interested he's got a little cyberpunk no, no 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 cyber cat cyber cat yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got a little backpack I, what what's he doing with the backpack where's a cat need a backpack what adventures is he getting on? all right sorry now i'm getting right <laughs> the no this, but no this I, is i'm what interested, I'm interested in <laughs> God damn it. It does look good. Uh, when does that come out? God damn it. 2021. So we got a while. But uh, That's fair. Um, I think that's also one where it's like, we're all interested in it because it's so mysterious. But I think once stuff starts coming out where it's like, ah, oh, it's a walking simulator, but you're a cat. Oh, no. like, <laughs> all right. Like, I'm not as interested anymore. But uh, one thing I forgot to talk about with, with complaints for the PS5 are people are reporting uh, – the controller drift and i'm like oh mm. my god i sure as fuck hope i don't encounter that same with the switch yeah yeah so that i honestly just find that surprising i really would have expected that to be like a switch exclusive problem <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just the motion um i mean it's wireless might be playing part, but i think it's the motion controls like with the the uh, gyros in there um i think that's it because i think that's what's at least doing it for the switch and i know the ps5 also has that where certain games like the character's head will look up and down in relation to where your controller's angled. So it also has similar features in that. Maybe not as prominent as the Switch, but it could you know, still break. So yeah. that's what the drift will do. So it's stuff like that that kind of annoys me of like, it. yeah, we want new features and stuff, but also like, you know, for my computer, I got a PS3 controller and I just plug it in. It's like, oh, why don't you, you know, 
get all high tech. Why don't you get a PS4 controller and have Bluetooth and have Bluetooth wireless sync with the P- uh, PC? It's like, yeah, that's just more problems, man. I got a fucking USB cable. Just plug that in. Boom, bam, boom. I'm done. Like, uh, as long as the cable's plugged in, I have no problems with it. But then once it's wireless and once it's got motion controls and once it's got the touchpad, and, you know, it just opens up all this avenue for more shit to break. And I- oh, for sure. Yeah. There is some something special about just being able to be wi- hardwired in and be just like, I know this is going to work. Yeah, like, oh, I could have, you know, Wi-Fi to m- in my apartment, but I'm also going to run this giant Ethernet cable through the entire thing to make sure it's stable, because Internet's shit. So, you know, <laughs> I don't trust technology. I, I'm in all of it, and I enjoy new technology, and I'm delighted by it, and it makes life easier. But also, shit breaks constantly. Yeah, for sure. So just something to keep your eye out for. I'll report back if I ever uh, encounter that. Hopefully I will not. Uh, yeah. One thing I forgot to mention during the cyberpunk discussion is that uh, they have a genital, like, mm-hmm. like in the customizer, like in the customizer for your character, you can change the size of your penis and genitals or pick your genitals, change the size of them and your pubic hairstyle. Now that's taking it to another level. I feel like this game... <laughs> has gone somewhere no game has gone before this is making it game of the year you can this have landing strip you can have no <laughs> lightning bolt <laughs> can have a mount rushmore carved into your pubes god damn it. <laughs> you can upload your own jpegs and <laughs> carve it into your body hair you um, can have a tattoo of an elephant so it makes uh your dick look oh, like the Jesus. trunk <laughs> someone will figure out how to do it this will be like this will be the Mario Maker levels where, like, one guy just devotes, like, 500 hours into carving this, like, immaculate image in, some, in his character's pubes. And then he never plays the game. He never yeah. plays as that character. Um, yeah. It, the people wanted a lot of customi- uh, customizable options for Cyberpunk. And I remember they're kind of getting complaints of, like, only having the two genders and, then like, you know, having the binary option. And it's like, all right, well, now it's a scale and I can do this and now you can have... Um, female voices for male, male characters or like pretty much nothing's blocked off when you choose one option you can right. choose every option no matter what other options you pick well i'm just wondering because i'm assuming there's sex in the game if like these options <laughs> oh Doug, don't be impact don't if, be the, so if, the, if these impact the game so like you encounter someone and they're just like laughing because you have a small wiener or if they <laughs> don't approve of your pubic hairstyle i I pray to Christ. <laughs> I pray to a God I do not believe in. That there is a cutscene relevant <laughs> to the size of your genitals. Yes, that's what where I'm saying. Where a prostitute that you paid to have sex with. Well, I, I go, swear. No, 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 no. Yep. That's much too. And like, oh God, that's ridiculous. I but sure as fuck hope so. There might be an East. I don't think it'll be part of the main game. Like, I don't think every player will encounter that. But maybe there's right. an Easter egg somewhere. Maybe if you look for it, you can find that scene. So who knows? That <laughs> we can all hope. That would yeah. be funny if they remark on it, like on what option you choose. I, I'm i not going to hold my breath, but right. maybe, maybe an Easter egg. That would be fun. Please, um, uh, CD Projekt Red. It seems <laughs> like you went this far anyway. You might as well put the cherry on the top. <laughs> It's also a crazy cybernetic future if you're just like, yo, man, that dick's too small. Let me swap you out for a bigger model. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, who knows? So whenever they're just like, oh, how does this encounter with this? It's like fucking cybernetic robot parts. Like, I don't know, man. That's the that's the hand-wavy bullshit uh, reason we can give you for this game, for this world we created. So yeah, it'll well, be interesting. 
learning about how in-depth they went with this kind of explains all of the delays now. I'm like, I get it, guys. It's fine. We really had to go in-depth with the penis sizes. <laughs> At least from my experience, because uh, the only other game I played by them was The Witchers. Um, Witcher 1, there was a fair amount of sex in it, but you didn't actually see any of it. You just got like a tarot card or like a little playing card with the person you had sex with. Uh, and it was just a saucy picture on the card. That's right. Yep. Um, and in two, in Witcher two, you bang a lot of stuff. And in Witcher three, it's kind of like we're going to be conservative and only give you plot relevant banging. Allowed. <laughs> it's like all right, all right. So like Pro- co- plot relevant banging. Plot right, relevant banging. Like so, you didn't have as many options. But I remember like at least with Witcher, it's like ah, oh, did you pick Tress or did you pick Yennefer? And I was like, fucking girls out here risking his ass every goddamn second. I'm, he's banging everything. I'm giving this boy every reward he gets. Like. <laughs> Um, so I'm not, it's not like Grand Theft Auto where it's like, you can fuck everything. Uh, well, you can Grand Theft Auto, it's not like that. It's not like Saints Row <laughs> where you can like fuck everything. So I don't know how, how in-depth they're going to go with the sex. Uh, there is an option to turn off uh, nudity that I saw. So it is like an M-rated game, which, you know, makes sense for all the subject matter they're involving. Um, but there is an option to just fully turn off the nudity. So that way... I'm sure if there's like a graphic sex scene, that'll be weird without nudity. But um, I guess if you're walking by like a red light district, you don't just see you know strippers or advertisement like with nudity on them. So that graphic be... sex scene without nudity is just them fucking with their clothes on. That's that's just Mormon <laughs> pornography. Like it's just weird. Um, it's just casual dry humping. <laughs> God damn. <it. laughs> um, but I remember I think. Judge Gregory tweeted that or uh, something where I responded to him on Twitter saying like, ah, I can see this being a very convenient feature for anyone like who, like me, back when I lived with my parents, I'd play, you know, the consoles were shared on the TV for me and my brother in the living room. So we'd be playing these games like Mass Effect and stuff, which has sex scenes and, you know, nudity in them on like the living room TV where anyone walking, my dad walks by doing laundry. He's like, hey, oh, yeah. nice tit. Like, so <laughs> I could definitely see like, Especially if someone had kids and wanted to play this and has to play it in, like, the living room TV on the console. Be like, all right, you know, maybe don't play it with kids around because, you know, it's cursing and violence and all that. But also, you know, turn the nudity off in case someone just walks by and doesn't get just an eyeful of big robot dong. So. For sure. I can see that being as a benefit. But also, I've seen a lot of people joking about, like, yeah, if there's, like, a sex scene and you can turn off nudity, it's just. It's just going to be very awkward, or it's going to be very graphic graphic and in-depth in a bunch of other regards, but it's like, ah, but you won't see the nipple, though, and that's what yes. matters. It'll so be very like, funny, then. Yeah, the, the Puritan aesthetic of uh, America's uh, sensibilities of, like, we can show a guy being decapitated alive on the news, but if you show thigh, yeah, a slut. And it's just like, alright, alright. So, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how the game plays with and without the nudity, to see how, how different it really is, or if it is different at all. Who's turning that nudity off? Nobody. Alright, anyway. Pump that nudity <laughs> way up! Let me see skeletons. There uh, there's at least two other games I want to talk about on this episode, one of which is, I don't know much about, all I know is the name of it, and it's literally called The Lord of the Rings, Gollum. No, like, you posted this in the... I got so excited. I fumbled over my words. <laughs> Just so excited to talk about this little gremlin-ass monster. Well, um, that's And it's for PlayStation 5 in 2021. Like, why? What is this game? <laughs> but, like, here's the thing. If it's Lord of the Rings, 
And it's a fucking adventure of the ring and casting it in the mountain. We've seen that fucking a thousand times. We're done with that. We can move yep. on. Much like Star Wars, I don't fucking need to see what's going on with Sauron and that goddamn ring how anymore. This ends. We get yes. it. Let me see the other shit. You jokingly said, uh, I can't wait for the next uh, game, Lord of the Rings, Tom Bombadil. Fuck yes. <laughs> like, you joke? You joke. I but know, like, right? I don't know a ton about I didn't read the Inkind Ridian for. Uh, Lord of the Rings. I don't know all of that extended lore, but I know enough about Tom Bombadil where it's like, if they make a game about Tom Bombadil's bullshit, I'm in. He's oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm so like, in. There is an interesting universe there of of untapped characters, and that's yeah. even for just Lord of the Rings fans that are like, I've only seen the movies and never read the books. They don't know who Tom Bombadil is, so it's yeah. just like, uh, definitely give us something interesting rather than Gollum. <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like Gollum could be interesting. It could be like a lot stealthier based because, you know, he doesn't, he can't like fight. He doesn't have a sword. So it's got to be all stealth based. You got to be sneaking around and not get caught. So it could be like a splinter cell sort of game in uh, Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth setting. But like, I don't know what it would be. Are you, is it just like a farming simulator where you're just catching fish all the time and eating bats? That's like what I bats? mean. I have a feeling they're going to start it off as you're the Hobbit Smeagol and then you transform into Gollum and then it's just like, yeah, what, what happens? Do you end up dying in a fiery pit? Like that, this like, game sounds like depressing as fuck. <laughs> I feel like even that's too much credit. I feel like, I feel like no one even considers Smeagol. Just like he's gone. Only, everyone only knows Gollum. He's the brand character. He's the mascot. That's character. true. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, his life sucks. He got the ring. It drove him crazy. He lost the ring. Uh, Frodo gets it. He follows him Mount Doom and he burns in lava. Is like, the it's game a, you following Frodo? That sounds insane. <laughs> just like a weird stalking game where you're just following him for like all the caves and shit. Like, oh my I don't God. know. That's the thing. I don't know what this game could be, but I am kind of interested to see what it could be. Yeah, so, we'll like, see. I, Watch me talking shit and we're all next we're, year. Everyone's like, year. Gollum's Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's starting off a whole new franchise where it's just individual characters from Middle Earth. I feel like, if anything, this is going to just be a very elaborate $30, $40 tech demo. So, like, there's right? game, the game we talked about with the PS5 that you got that came with it, where it's like... It should Astro's be Playroom, yes. Astro's Playroom. I feel like it's going to be something like that, where it's just... It shows off all the high-end graphics. and shows you some of the cool features, like the touchpad and the, the uh, triggers, where I forget what it's called, the pressure uh, pads and the triggers, where it reacts to you and stuff. I feel like it's going to highlight all of those features. And then the gameplay and core story itself, you fucking eat fish and you smash it on a rock and then you, I don't know, you eat a bat or something and you, <laughs> you bite off Samwise's <laughs> finger. Like, I don't know there's much gameplay to really be there. Right. But I feel like this is going to be the very beautiful, like, look at what you can experience with this, you know, with this licensed fa- uh, franchise where we can get a lot more money from if we tie this in with more yeah. game. Like, How can we give Andy Serkis more money? <laughs> <laughs> He's struggling right now. Let's give him more money. Let's let's bring his mocap ass back in here and get another Jesus Christ, crawling yeah. around on your knuckles because he needs that. <laughs> God, his back has to be ruined. Yeah, no, super talented. Um, he's great. Yeah, okay. he's great. Um, all right. Well, then the other game I want to mention, it's actually one you posted in Show Topics. It's a game called Daddish. I feel yeah, like we're yeah, playing yeah. game or no game, but we're not actually playing officially. <laughs> this is a game. Uh, it's yeah. a, He's a dad and a radish. And yeah. his kids have gone missing from the vegetable patch, and he needs your help to find them. Like, I'm in. And That's it's only it. 10 bucks. Like. I actually haven't gotten it just yet, but I saw that you posted it and it's available for Nintendo Switch. Yeah, $10. Mm-hmm. I'm so in. I want to play this now. It's exactly what you think it is. It's a little pixel platformer, like, you know, 2D sprite based. Like, 
Yeah, it sounds really simple. It sounds like yeah, a $10 game. It also sounds cute as shit. Like, I'm... We get all these crazy high-end AAA games like, you can do this, and Monster Hunter, and Lord of the Rings, and Metal Gear. And it's like, yo, man, what if I was just like a happy little radish just like living my life? <laughs> Save my fucking, kids or whatever. How fucking <laughs> sick would that be? How fucking absolute pog champ would that be? Fucking <laughs> On Twitch, rages. playing daddish. Um, God damn it. Like, it just looks cute as hell. And I was like, yeah, that's why I bought the Switch. Like, sure. The, I don't know fucking what other games do I got. Smash Brothers, Fire Emblem. Uh, Hyrule Warriors, like, yeah, those are fun, but I'm gonna be real with you. Most of the games that I have downloaded on the Switch, I got like for less than twenty dollars from the online store. Yeah, those are the games I'm keeping, and those are the games yeah. I've like gone back to. So, it like, is like it like indie games shine on the Twitch or on the Switch. Jeez, uh, I'm <laughs> speaking. And on Twitch, it gives them a good platform to highlight uh, smaller games that don't have a budget for marketing. Absolutely. Uh, In fact, Trisha Hirschberger was doing a thing called the Gong Show where she was like uh, showcasing various yeah, yeah. indie games. Uh, like that's such a cool idea and uh, way to get people uh, playing and or at least uh, aware of those games. It's it's cool to see demos kind of coming back. Because I'm seeing a few more games where I'm like, oh, this game's kind of interesting. It's like, oh, download the demo. Try it out. I was like, oh, I, don't mind. I don't mind if I do. I'll definitely there try this There was quite a, 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 a bit of time there where demos were not a thing. And we were oh, complaining yeah, about yeah. it during this podcast. So, like yeah, 15, no, they are kind of coming back. And it's, it's you know, you don't need much. I, I played that Destroy All Humans demo for the remastered one on uh, Steam. And it was like one level. And it was like the tutorial level. It's like, oh, here are the controls, and here's what you'll be doing. It gives you a very basic idea of what the game is. It's like, yeah, that's a demo. You don't need you don't need the God of War boss fight, tutorial boss fight, where you're fighting the fucking Colossus of Rhodes in your demo. That'll definitely right. sell it more. Like, I'll be hooked on that. But it could also just be like, yeah, here's 20 minutes of gameplay. Like, you're Check not getting much. <laughs> you're not getting much, but it's also free, so you don't need much. It's like, yeah. Exactly. That, that'll definitely either give me more leeway of like i'm more interested in buying this game than risking 60 dollars getting three hours into it on steam and then i can't refund it anymore and being like oh i hate this game be like well tough shit it's yours now like ah damn it so for sure yeah yeah it's very reminiscent of the old days getting magazines and there's a cd in there and it's got oh, demos yeah. on it hell yeah mailman bent the magazine and broke it and you're like nah what was it <laughs> Speaking of nostalgia, though, we have 3D Doritos are coming back, and I <laughs> listen to this. I saw a duck. meme recently where it was like uh, 12 different options, all of these foods that are no longer manufactured, and it was like, you pick one, and it's coming back. And one of the Which options was Dunkaroos, and I was thinking, Dunkaroos are already back. So Yeah, that they one- came back a while ago does not is not applicable so i was like well since dunkaroos are already back i'm gonna pick 3d doritos the next day i hear that <laughs> they are coming back and i spoke. swear to god it was that meme and me selecting it no i'm kidding you but it's it very it's exciting i as someone that picked 3d doritos when it comes <laughs> came to it i'm very excited to get my taste buds around those again because it's just the weird texture it really yeah. had a crazy dynamic it's it's basically like a checks like from checks mix but it's yeah. you know cheesy and yeah cuz fucking it was so, dorito <laughs> cuz it was so uh, airy and puffy um yeah jalapeno 3D doritos i don't care what you say they tasted better than spicy doritos like you had spicy oh, yeah. doritos and it's like fucking whatever the jalapeno 3D ones those tasted different and i will the fight you ingredient on that. of the air inside the dorito is probably <laughs> the most delicious thing about the it the most important part it's it's like halfway between a dorito and a cheese puff yeah, exactly. Puff the cheese and get the, yeah, it's 
That's one where I've seen people say, like, oh, man, I wish this came back, and I wish Crystal Pepsi came back. It's like, get the hell out of here. Crystal, Pe- Crystal Pepsi can stay in the 90s. No one needs that back. Yeah, no, we do not. Uh, one last thing, at least, that I had, if you have anything else, though. Uh, you mentioned Metal Gear Solid. Uh, there's going to be a movie coming out, and Oscar Isaac is going to star as Solid Snake. Yeah. Yeah, they're That's the guy getting- that played... Poe Dameron in the Star Wars movies. I'm, I'm sure he's done a shitload he's of other stuff, but that's what I rem- recognize he's him from. Everyone's favorite X Men villain, Apocalypse, in the movie X Men Apocalypse. That fucking chestnut of a movie. That jet, that crown jewel in a long-standing franchise of good movies. I don't sense any sarcasm in that I whatsoever. I fucking hated X Men Apocalypse, and Apocalypse is one of my favorite villains of all time. And they fucking ruined everything about them. Everything that movie touched, shit the bed. I hate oh, it. Damn, that movie that's a bummer. Sucks ass. So, but that's not his fault. <laughs> that's not his fault. I was actually very excited when they said he'd be Apocalypse because, like, Apocalypse. If for anyone who doesn't know, he's one of the first mutants, and he's his whole spiel is survival of the fittest. Like, if you're too weak, you die off. Get get good, noob. Um. But he's also just extremely charismatic. He's extremely well-spoken and educated. He's one of the smartest and longest-living mutants of all time. And, like, there's a reason people see him as a god is because he's able to talk, like, his philosophy into their heads and, like, get them to follow him. He doesn't have mind-controlling abilities. So, like, he's just very charismatic and just very cool of a villain. He's also yeah. he's also got the powers of a god. Like, he's strong as shit, too. So, like, it works. But I was like, oh, Oscar Isaac's... He's a good actor. I'm looking forward to this. And it's so, just such wasted potential with him in that role. Like, oh, it could have been so good. Well, um, that's – and a lot of pe- – this is such a polarizing thing because all I see is half people being like, this sucks, and half people being like, I am so excited. And I feel like he, he looks the part. I'm not sure how he's going to – I'm not much of a Metal Gear fan, but I know – from what I've learned from about it is that it's just batshit crazy. And, <laughs> like people are saying I, that if this movie just uh, isn't crazy enough, they're gonna feel like how are they th- when they Hollywoodize this this it movie? Won't be enough. It won't be. I feel it like they're they're gonna miss the mark unless. It, do you think Kojima's involved? I don't. Even if he is, I'm not sure how well good. Here's the thing. I, like I said, I think Oscar Isaac is a good actor. I think he's a very uh, good Me too. Uh, actor what he does i don't know if he's a great pick for snake because snake's not like a great character <laughs> i think it'll also be wasted potential and um you really got to nail the voice david Hayter was the original voice actor for snake and he got yeah. replaced in later in metal gear 5 uh by keith or sutherland technically it's a different what? character I did, did, did we can get into that uh, another time jack bauer um, yeah um which sucks that they replaced him because he's such an iconic voice. He's fucking Snake in pretty much every other regard of any iteration of Snake. And technically Snake's a clone of Big Boss, so he was a Big Boss, but Snake wasn't Big Boss. Here's the thing. <laughs> I can get into Metal Gear storyline. Jesus Christ. It is just a modern-day military militarized version of Kingdom Hearts. Like, yeah, with, I thought without so. Without the cameos, without the Disney cameos, it's just... Actually, if you take the cameos out of Kingdom Hearts, it might be more bonkers than kingdom hearts metal gear stories fucking insane like it's unjustifiably insane and, and i guess that's where people are getting nervous about them making any kind so of movie much. adaptation they're yeah. so fucking like the first game is good and like uh, like honestly people can probably piece together the story so there's a through line and like make sense of it sure my brain's gonna be mush like a quarter of the way through you recounting that to me though like i'm not gonna be able to keep track of it right um, the first game, though, is just, like, a terrorist group takes over a military base in uh, Alaska, 
and they send this black ops special agent, Solid Snake, to take care of it. That's basically it. And then he, like, resolves it. If that's the story you want to tell, sure, you can knock that out in two and a half to three hours. Is it going to get the fucking insanity that is Metal Gear? No, because something that made Metal Gear so insane was because it was a game that, like, when you fought Psychomantis, he read your uh, memory card and told you what games you played. If you had to communicate with Meryl on the radio, you had to get the radio frequency. Where was that radio frequency? On the back of the box. So if you didn't have that box, if you borrowed the game from a friend and you didn't have that box, you ain't getting that code. So, like, it really highlighted parts uh, uh, parts of the medium that nothing else can do besides video games. So, uh, like, you know what they should do? They should have it so, like, you're watching in one movie theater, and then the movie, like, stops halfway through, and it's like, you have to find another movie theater that plays the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's get, just get 60 people in a crowded movie theater just storm <laughs> well, another no, theater. I'm sorry, not during pandemic it. times. <laughs> Obviously, oh, maybe by the time this movie Even comes without out, pandemics, if you just have better. 60 people running through a movie theater to the next theater, you're, like, that's why you can't yell fire in a theater, because someone <laughs> gets trampled and killed. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Uh, I'm sure they're going to try... They, well, no, I'm sure they won't try because it's too ambitious. But if they were, if they really wanted to get the feel of it, do some AOR nonsense of like it texts you the code and like yes. you text the code and you have to do. I thought that with the Mass Effect games, if they wanted to get Mass Effect, they do a polling of what Commander Shepard should look like because you can customize in that game. So no one's Shepard really looks the same except for the default one. And the default one's boring as shit, at least for, for male Shepard. So I was like, oh, what if they did polls online to, t- to decide what Shepard looks like and then they cast based on the end result of that poll? That'd be neat. That's too much work. No one gives a shit about that in Hollywood. They're making a movie here. It's not a video game. Fuck off, nerds. Like, that's the mentality. I've lamented enough about the Monster Hunter World movie. So yeah, you know my enough. feelings about these. Um, it's If you want to cram the Metal Gear Solid story any story, any element of the story into three hours or less. Good fucking Good luck. luck, champ. Yeah, well, th- so. th- didn't, wasn't it Metal Gear Solid 4, the the game that was a movie where it was like cutscenes that were straight up like 40 yes. minutes or something? And oh with, my God. With Kojima, he is brilliant in a lot of aspects. He's also batshit insane in many other aspects. Uh, but he, I would argue, I would. Uh, make a comparison he's like a Guillermo del Toro of video games where he loves video games and he also loves movies and he likes mo- he's likes making his video games into movies and yes that's where the Metal Gear franchise has multiple games where they have pauses and save uh, chances in the middle of a cutscene because they go for so long so and I mean with Death Stranding you got Norman Reedus you got Guillermo del Toro you got Mads Mikkelsen in there you got plenty of other actors in there like yeah and they all mocap, and it's their faces in the game as well. Like at this point, Kojima's basically making his own movies anyway, but they're you know forty plus hours and interactable. So like, I don't think he gives a shit about movies because he's got games; they're better. So it's like the story's absolutely insane to condense it all. The games already do that. Like yeah, like you said, they're already four hour long cutscenes that you have to take a break in between. So like, I don't, I don't know who this is for. Once again, this feels like executives who are like, what's a popular brand? Yeah, how Let's can we bring that money? in and make money off this? We'll yeah. get the fans that already like the series, not true, Ugh. they fuck it up and piss off the fans every time. And we'll get the general public who know nothing about it, and they'll be roped into it. And then it'll be just the next Marvel's Avengers, and people will be like, I know everything about Iron Man because I saw all the movies. It's like, motherfucking movies are wrong all the time. You don't know shit about Iron Man. Back up, Todd. So <laughs> it'll be pe- like, it'll be just the same thing. They're trying to get the people who know nothing about it to try and just enjoy a mindless movie that has no consequences or tie-ins to anything else. And then the fans that actually know the story to it 
are going to hate it because it doesn't capture the absolute insanity of Silas Snake being captured by Revolver Ocelot being tortured and then Revolver Ocelot getting his hand cut off and then getting solid, getting Liquid Snake's hand grafted onto Revolver Ocelot. But then Liquid Snake takes control of Revolver Ocelot through his separate hand, but then it turns out that was fake because Revolver Ocelot is actually a double agent working with Silas Snake, but then he's a triple agent because then Liquid Snake takes over, but then he's a quadruple agent because he was actually faking the whole possession the whole time. And it's... Fucking yeah, insane. this is Kingdom Hearts level of like it's, okay, like I can't justify the story whatsoever. It's so fucking insane and bonkers. But that's why making it into a movie is a terrible idea because you need seventy plus hours just to get it across, get the point across. Well, Ooh. from what you said about the first game, the, that's the just the first game sounded like an, an eighties action movie. Just do that; it'll be fine. <laughs> like Oscar Isaac, it, good actor. I don't know. I'm sure he could be a cheesy action hero. I don't know if it would be good to tie him in with another brand. He's already in with Star Wars and X-Men and probably other shit I don't know about. But if you told me, like, 20, 30 years ago, we're like, hey, we got Kurt Russell in his prime to be Silas Snake. be like, fuck yeah, absolutely. Let's yeah. get let's get cheesy with Let's get hammy with this. Let's go over the top. Like, if you did that... It wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a Metal Gear movie anymore. You can be cheesy, you can be like fun and over the top and like Escape from New York esque or like uh, Big Trouble in Little uh, China. Like, right? You can be over the top and like that would be great and fun as hell. That's not Metal Gear Solid anymore. But at True. that point, just make a new movie. But it's because they want the name tie in. They want the brand Metal tie-in. Gear Soft. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> because like it is extremely popular in like America and Western countries, but it's also much more popular in Japan too. Like it's probably a oh, more sure. common household name of Solid Snake. So like if you want to do that, just make a new movie. But they want that brand tie in. They want the deal that can turn into 17 more movies that can just tie oh, in all together. God. They want a cinematic universe. They want uh you know a, a Raiden movie. They want a Revolver Ocelot movie. They want a liquid snake. They want a solidus snake movie. Yeah one of them is named Solid Dis. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, they, they want all these tie-ins because they want money. They don't care. At this point, movies are no longer for the artistic strive of cinema, or at least these big budget studio movies. It's just an investment to, I invest $5 million, and then I get $30 million return. That's all this is to me. So, unfortunately, I have no faith in this. Yeah, that's a bummer. I, I At first, I was like, I'm optimistic and I'm happy for the actor. But yeah, I have a feeling nobody really asked for this. But if they do a good job, this it has potential to be one of the best video game movies ever because all previous video game movies have that's, been bad. We say that every time. <laughs> so far, the best video game movie to date is Detective Pikachu. Oh, Christ. Is that Does that count? I guess so. It, it counts because Pokemon is a video game and this is a Pokemon. Like, But it right. has become multimedia, like expanding beyond that. But like comparatively to all the other video game movies that's the best one because once no, again all the other ones are one shit arguably is fu- or without arguing is if you say final, final fantasy, fantasy spirits within i'm gonna come back to pennsylvania <laughs> and the, choke you out it's for the bingo card all right no, that's probably out. it for this episode unless you have something you want to add uh let me just say show uh show topics real quick uh we talked about mass effect a bit turns out the lead writers for uh, Mass Effect and Dragon Age are leaving Bioware. Turns out EA buying Bioware and turning it into a shitty company, making shitty games, and firing all the uh, staff that was involved with it is a bad idea. So anyone that was, wasn't was fired is just quitting now because it's not a good company anymore and I don't have a ton of faith in it. As Damn. Most people do. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. Um, Abandon ship. Pretty much. Get out while the getting's good. 
and the other thing I had, uh, we talk about VTubers and other stuff. <laughs> we want to get into that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounds there's like a, a later in December talk. There's a lot of VTubers on Twitch now. That's pretty much it. There's a lot of people using virtual avatars now. Um, yeah, I've run into quite a few myself. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to, we talked about Baldur's Gate 3. Turns out with early access comes a lot of problems, like, you know, stuff changes, uh, bugs, ton of bugs. Um, but, you know, it, it helps the devs out to find out pretty much having people play test it to figure out all these uh, bugs and troubleshoot it for them. Um, downside is sometimes with those updates, it changes the game fundamentally to a point where it, it can't be what it was in previous uh, moments in early access. And that shouldn't be like that. <laughs> well, that's what's happening with Baldur's Gate three. They're having an update coming out soon and it's pretty much going to wipe everyone's data from. Oh shit. I mean, that sucks. What, it sucks. <laughs> But the game's not done. It's still early access. So you can only get maybe like four hours into the into every character and then okay. it's done. Like it's not well, like then, yeah, you that can't, eases the pain a little bit. Yeah, you can't play the full Baldur's Gate 3 storyline. You get four hours in every time and you get to the same stopping point with every character. Granted, there's a ton of shit you can do between that and experiment it, and you know, your consequences from the first hour have or your actions in the first hour have consequences in the you know fourth hour or whatever. Um, so there's a ton of variety, so there's plenty to play in there, but it's not like you're getting super far every time. It's going to be the same stopping point every time. So that's right, going to be a reset. Any of your characters you have with those four hours are just kind of wiped. That that sucks, but it it makes sense for if if it's for the betterment of the entire game. But uh, oh it's, man, it's to finish the game. They can't finish. Like this is the, I, they didn't specify what, but they're changing something in the game where it's going to impact all the gameplay up till this point. So they kind of have to reset it all, and it's like we can't, we can't keep this. They did say though, if you really want to keep your characters, though, granted, you just make them again and do all the choices you did again and just fucking play through again. Um, there's people who've made like 60 characters already in Baldur's Gate three. Like people are just yeah. doing, playing with the character creator, which is great because they put so much work into it. Um, but they did say if you really want to keep your characters, there is going to be sort of like a dead server kind of for the old updates like up till this point for uh the early access of Baldur's Gate 3 and you can pretty much transfer all of your characters over to that like you know 0 0.05 patch of Baldur's Gate 3 server and okay. like they can still exist there it's just gonna be like purgatory like yeah never it's not gonna updated. be updated you're never gonna get the finished game with these specific characters like but if you really want to keep it if you're that attached to it you can keep them, so there is yeah, a I'm way. I'm surprised they're even doing that, but yeah, I, interesting. I fully wouldn't blame them if they're like, nah, it's fucking wiping. Tough shit. Yeah, like, just <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you, you just do the four hours again. You've replayed this game 60 times already. Like, just do it again. Um, so I fully wouldn't be surprised if they just did that, because it's easier. But they are making kind of like a weird, like, purgatory server for them to just be like, they just float here forever, and, you know, you can't do anything with them. I, I don't know if you... Who knows? Maybe you'll be able to port them back in when the game's fully released. So, like, maybe they're just being held there in stasis until the game's fully released. Who knows? Wouldn't hold my breath, but yeah. I wouldn't hold my Perhaps. Breath. Just yeah. remake it. Re redo all the actions you did. It's not that hard. So... Yeah, that's fine. But no, it sounds like it was a necessary update. Yeah, they gotta do it. And yeah, for anyone who has Baldur's Gate 3, like, just be on the lookout for when it updates. Like, it's gonna be wiping your, you know, saved characters you have already, so... The early worm gets the 
or the early what? worm. The early bird gets the worm, but also they get their save file deleted. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, birds are very concerned about their save files these days. That's how we're ending this one. All right, let's wrap <laughs> up and do some plugs. Where can our listeners find you on the internet, Brent? Do you have another podcast? Yeah, you can find me on uh, ABTS Brendan on Twitter. It's mostly me just retweeting the, the podcast stuff from this and my other podcast, which is Are We There Yet? And it's an anime podcast where we watch three episodes or a movie of an anime, recap it, and give our opinions. Uh, we originally were trying to get, turn our main host into a weeb. That didn't happen. He he doesn't want to do anything with that. He's he refuses. A, he refu- He's essentially Basta, where at first it was a challenge, and then we watched one anime, and he put his foot down so hard he is abandoning all Japanese media from this point forward no uh no so we still watch it but like he, he ain't he ain't turning into a weeb anytime soon that's right um, but yeah so we got a lot of that we've done some classics we've done death note we've done my hero academia uh we've done a uh, uh fucking uh perfect blue that's a classic anime movie that's a horror one and it's very good oh yeah uh, and then we also just find like new animes this season or just came out recently or just absolute dog shit anime from like the 80s where it's like hey this this doesn't hold up it's kind of racist uh, legends of lemnir no. <laughs> oh boy uh, yeah <laughs> you gotta be, watch that movie that'll be a rough one we'll see all right nice and listener if you like our show we're findable at all the places at abt silence uh specifically twitch.tv slash abt silence is where i'm streaming a variety of games uh playing some guitar every now and then uh it's fun come hang out see what's going on maybe i'm winning a crown in fall guys playing some poker (laughs) believe it or not um but yeah, and if you like, uh, or if you want to check out my record label, it's missedoutrecords.com. Got all sorts of cassettes and vinyl available there. And uh, the band that does our intro and outro music is a band called Kinda Alright. Give them a like or follow. Head over to kindaallright.bandcamp.com to check out their music. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week. See ya. See ya.